Hello, and welcome to Free America. I am your host, Nick Yaya, and this is the Free America Podcast. Today is Sunday, September 27th, 2020, and this is podcast number 10. And I'm so excited to see our show continuing to grow as we're reporting downloads from all across the globe, from Europe to Asia, and from all across North America. Um, as our, our viewership and our listenership grows, so does our opportunity to attract advertisers, but we're not quite there yet. So for now, we rely upon you, our viewers and listeners, to support this podcast. So if you like what we bring you each week, please consider making a contribution to our show by going to patreon.com slash freeamericapodcast. You can also now find our podcast on Apple Podcasts and numerous other podcast outlets. Just search for us on Apple Podcasts by using my name, Nick Yaya, to find it. I also encourage you to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Free America Podcast and on Twitter at Free America. And now you can also watch our show live by visiting our brand new website at freeamericapodcast.com, where you'll find our live stream every Sunday at 5 p.m. Pacific, as well as previous shows, news articles, and other interesting and important videos. So today is a very important episode, something that's very concerning to myself and to a lot of people out there. Before we bring on today's guest to discuss the subject, I'd like to draw your attention to a pressing issue. In the United States, and in fact around the world, we are faced with a crisis of epidemic proportions. And no, I'm not talking about COVID-19. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about the horrifying facts surrounding child abduction, abuse, trafficking, and unfortunately, in some cases, murder. According to the U.S. Department of Justice statistics, in 2019, almost 800,000 children were reported missing. I'm going to show you that stat right now. So for our radio viewers, or excuse me, our radio listeners, uh, what we're looking at here is the total number of children aged 0 to 17 that go missing in the United States each year. Um, now, there's two different categories. There's caretaker missing children, uh, which total 1,315,600. And then there's reported missing children which totals 797,500. And that's the number that we're talking about today. So with almost 800,000 children going missing every year, that's an alarming number. Now, I want to be very honest with you because I believe you deserve that and you need to know all the facts here. While that is a very alarming number, many of these can be contributed to children walking away unattended, teenagers running away, family members of uh, abducting their own children. And, but there are still a large number that are abducted by non-family members. Um, I'm going to show you another, uh, another uh, table here. Now, as you can see in this, in this um, table, let me pull it up so I can see it. Uh, 
Looking at the bottom section of this, you see reported missing children, 797,500. That number we talked about before. Well, here's the breakdown. So under, under non-family abduction, you have 12,000. Family abduction, you have about 56,000. Runaway or thrown away, which is a very awful term, but we'll just say runaways, you know, like teenagers running away from home. Thrown away, actually, I looked up the definition of this, is when a parent kicks the child out of the home and doesn't, they don't have anywhere else to go. And that's for one or more days. Uh, missing, involuntarily lost or injured, and then missing with benign explanation. Benign being not bad, okay? But when we just take the, the numbers of... Um, the missing involuntary and the family induction uh, abduction along with uh, non-family abduction and combine them with uh, some of them that are under, under caretaker um, missing children, you find that we get the number down to approximately 300,000. So that's still a very, very large number of children that go missing every year. And in some cases, those children, now I, I've got to warn you, this is a little disturbing here, folks. So just please prepare yourself. In some cases, these children are held for ransom. They're sexually assaulted. And, and as I mentioned before, some are murdered. Now, many of them are, are never heard from again and are swept into the underground world of child sex trafficking. This is the one of the, the darker corners of the human trafficking world that is being exposed by some high-profile people. Now, recently, actress Blake Lively stepped forward, and um, she, she revealed that this, this horrifying reality of child pornography in which children are sexually abused, and the videos and images are traded in high numbers. So let's go ahead and take a look at that video real quick here and uh we'll go ahead and roll that give me just a moment so i'm here today because i'm a mama and i have two baby girls well they're not babies but i think they are uh james and inez and they are my world and i would do anything to protect them i, I would literally die for them with, without a, a moment's thought and for those of you who have children i think you know what I'm talking about. I mean, if you, if you think of what you would do for your child, there's, I don't think there's anything you wouldn't ask of yourself. So it got me thinking, you know, what is the value of a single child's life? And what is the value of a child's life who, who isn't our own? Like, what is her little life worth or his little life worth, you know? And, and the sexual exploitation of, of children is something that um, isn't happening rarely. It's, it's not happening worlds away. It's happening right here and right now. Um, so to show you guys that, while I'm talking, there's a map right here. And if you guys look up at this map, um, every time a dot shows up, is it live? What's happening? Hmm. Oh, there you go. There you go. Now they have it live. So every time a dot shows up, that is um, someone that's trading or viewing child pornography right now as we speak. So that's, that's how prevalent this is. And um, I didn't really know what child pornography was. You know, we all sort of have an idea of it. And I was afraid to ask as, as, a, as a mother, you know, because it would be very painful to, to hear. And um, 
I felt like I had to ask though, and I feel like I have to share it with you guys now. And it's, it is, um, it is disturbing and I want to warn you, but I, I feel it's my responsibility to tell you guys because it is the truth. And I believe if we all knew this, um, we would dedicate much more of ourselves to, to stopping it. Um, so when I, when I asked what child pornography entailed, yes, it's, it's nude images of, of boys and girls, uh, under the age of 18. Um, but now because of high-speed internet, it's also videos very prominently and, uh, videos of kids. And by kids, I mean prepubescent, visibly prepubescent. And, uh, they make the distinction because, um, because of the internet and there's so much content, uh, these pedophiles are desensitized. Because of that, the kids are getting younger and the content is getting that much more devastating. So when this law enforcement officer told me this, I, I asked him how young are, are the young kids he's seeing? And he told me infants. And I, I have a six month old baby. So I said, what does that mean? You know, like what, what does an infant mean? And he said, with the umbilical cord still attached. I know it's so devastating to hear this, and I'm really sorry to share this, and I, but I'm grateful that you guys are listening because this is actually happening, and it's important that we, we know this and that, that it resonates with us so that we think about this in, 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 in our days and in our personal life. Um, so I asked them what happens in these videos, and, you know, unspeakable things happen, but I'm, again, going to speak about them because I feel like if these kids are experiencing this, the least that that they deserve is for us to hear what, what is actually happening to them. Um, so no, it's not just touching. There is, there is penetration. Um, there is extreme torture and bondage. There's bestiality, which is having an animal penetrate the child or infant. Um, there is incest. I mean, they said, you, you think of it, uh, anything you could think of, it's out there and it's being traded. And it's 30 to 50 million files a day being traded that we know of. I mean, you can see what's happening right now. And, and this is happening to any child and every child. Uh, you know, 90% of children know their abusers. So, um, you know, our children are at risk. You, you, you may know this person. It may be a doctor. It may be a coach. Um, you know, I, I, I thought that... Um, I th okay, I'm going to go ahead and pause that right there. Um, and as she said, this is... Um, it's a much bigger problem than a lot of people realize. And, and the abuse isn't just occurring at the hands of strangers, but people familiar to the child. So these could be family members. It could, this could be doctors. These could be coaches. Now, this issue is far more complex and disturbing for me to be able to cover entirely during this opening monologue. It is my hope that over the course of today's discussion, we will be able to discover and unpack all of the various forms of child abuse and trafficking with the help of our guest, and hopefully leave you with not only a better understanding of the issue, but with tools that you can use to help bring an end to this nightmare. So how do we stop this from happening? What can we do to better protect our children? Well, the first step in solving a problem is identifying it. As more people come forward to expose this awful reality, others are stepping to the plate to offer real-world solutions. Our guest today is one such person. He has been responsible for organizing mass gatherings and protests across the globe in over 200 cities to draw attention to this issue. 
He's an actor and musician, but he's also the founder of Hashtag Save Our Children and StopKidding.org. Please join me in welcoming Scotty the Kid Rojas. Hey, hey Scotty. Hey, man. How are you? Doing well. Thank you. Welcome to Free America. We're have, so happy to have you here awesome. and, um, and happy to have you share with us some ways that we can make a difference in our community. And, wow. and it looks like you've been doing quite the job already. I mean, this is spread worldwide. This is so amazing what you've done so far. Um, tell us a little bit more about yourself and about the organization and what your, what your goals are. Um, okay, so my background is, is um, like you said, um, I'm an actor, musician. I would say I'm more of a musician and DJ than, than anything else. But um, I've worked on set productions as, uh, you know, doing uh, art. Uh, I started as a PA, doing PA work uh, on film sets, Nickelodeon, Disney. I've done a few different, you know, Food Network. I've worked with Adult Swim for years. I've worked with a bunch of different, uh, different brands all over. And, um, you know, just being a part of the whole illusion of what Hollywood is, uh, in a sense. There is a creative aspect, but there's also an illusion and smoke and mirrors and being a part of that, uh, you know, and then stepping back and kind of like, seeing the problem for what it is and then trying to find out the root of that problem and then understanding that there's a whole bigger picture that we're too close to see it so we have to kind of step back to see it but uh stepping back is can be difficult because we're just so used to seeing it really up close uh but when you realize that it, there's a whole entire you know um just uh for for uh i don't know how to say it, just form of like control in a sense uh behind it it's 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 scary you know what i mean so um but yeah we have to just raise awareness that's that's ultimately how uh what i tell people uh you know they ask me well why why did you go into doing this and why did you stop uh you know uh not stop because i haven't stopped doing music or anything like that it's just uh everything's on hold even productions and stuff like that is on hold but uh, as you've seen with like the film cuties and just different things there's uh, things that haven't sat right with me and many other people. And I don't think we really thought about them because we've just been so conditioned to thinking it's normal and we really have to break that, you know? And um, so what I, what I've done is just being in Hollywood and kind of seeing the manipulation through media and stuff like that. And, and seeing that our kids are the ones that are paying the price is uh, the reason that I just felt the need to kind of say something, you know, like say something, why aren't we talking about, all of these kids, how are we not talking about the kids? How is there a bigger deal than this right now? There isn't, you know what I mean? So that's where I'm just kind of like trying to make a stand and especially being in Hollywood and, and you know, I've directly worked with uh, different people on different levels and, you know, finding out that they're, you know, remotely cool with engaging and things that are inappropriate when it comes to children and stuff like that is just not okay with me. So I just decided, Hey, you know what? I'm, I'm going to say, I got to say something. We got to say something like, like Blake Lively said in that video, if they're enduring it, the least we can do is talk about it because the more people are aware of the problem, then we can execute that problem and we can res resolve that problem. But if you don't see the problem, then there's no way that it's ever going to stop and it needs to stop. So that's why we started uh, stop kidding, you know, um, mm -hmm. in my, me and my partner, uh, we just felt the need in our hearts to, you know, once you find out these statistics and then you start digging into where these kids are actually going, where they're from, 
you know, it's, 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 you start to reach certain levels of your soul. That's just like, how can anything else matter? How can I go back to my daily routine? Let me go to lunch here, meet with friends here. Yay. COVID's over. How can we just jump back into that mentality? Knowing that so many children are being abused every day while we're on this chat, it's happening, you know, like it sucks. It's horrible and it needs to change and it needs to stop. So at stop kidding, you know, we're like, whether it's eight children, you know, 800, 8,000, 80,000, no matter what, like there's children that need people to speak for them. And that is us. And if you look at the, the timeline of humanity up to this point, this has been happening literally forever. It's been going on forever. People have been praying and using children forever. And our generation could be the very first that really just like, boop, like that generation stopped it. And I don't see why it can't and why it shouldn't. These are children, you know, if you're under the age of 15, you're a baby, like Mm. in a sense, you know what I mean? It's for real, for real, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, just as disturbing as it is for you, as it is for me, you know, as for everybody. So we just raising awareness creates prevention. And when people are aware and understand that this is such a big problem, then they start to step back a little bit from that big picture I was telling you about. They step back a little bit. Oh, that's happening. And for, you know, they step back. Oh, now let me pay attention to where I'm parking when I have to walk back with my baby later when the mall closes. Let me make sure you know, let me park next to the security area. It's prevention. You're thinking if this many children are going missing, it's happening. So how can I avoid it as a mother? If somebody's watching this, "Mm, I never thought of that. Well, maybe they will be a little safer. And maybe we just avoided somebody else getting trafficked. It's awareness. And if everybody's aware, then these traffickers won't have a move because everybody's going to be a step ahead. You see what I'm saying? So that's what I'm just trying to, we're trying to, you know, do our part in this fight and you know there's different parts of a of um this 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 battle and this combat and uh, our part is information and awareness and that's just letting people know and also you know demonstrating and protesting and taking stands and physically being there showing up and you know showing up for ourselves and showing up for the children and i say ourselves because you have to wake up every day and show up for yourself before you can shedding so you gotta miss that and use it for good so that's what we do is we show up for the kids we're a voice for the kids we're a voice for the voiceless and you know this is something that it's it's horrible to know that it's a fight that will never end you know it's 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 it really feels like that but you know the more people that know the more that aware we are of everything and we can avoid this it can be avoided it can and you know everybody needs to step up and don't be scared to have this conversation. It's uncomfortable. Do you think I like going on Instagram and posting videos every day of children being abused? Or I don't post that every day. That's not what I'm saying. But for instance, a, a child watching a girl dance on a stripper pole with a bunch of kids in the room, like to me, that is abuse. So yeah. I do you, do I want to post these things? No. Do I, I wish I didn't have to, I wish that this wasn't an issue. So some people are like, oh, you're just kind of jumping on this train, just a few haters and trolls. And I'm I'm thinking there is no train. I wish I didn't have to get on any train. I wish we didn't have to talk about this at all, at all. I wish I could just focus on music and acting, but that's not the reality. The reality is, is there's a huge elephant in the room of the whole world and nobody wants to talk about it. 
And it is because a lot of people, those in control, have dabbled or have their hand in it in some way, shape, or form. And that even means knowing people who are doing it and not not outing them and getting them arrested and in trouble because you're an accomplice at that point. If you know somebody's abusing a child in any way and you don't say anything, just as well if I was with a friend that had a gun and I lied to the cops when they said, did you see what kind of car it was? No, I didn't when I was inside of the car. You're an accomplice. You may not have pulled the trigger, but you know something bad is happening to somebody somewhere. Someone's being abused and you're not saying anything. You are an accomplice. So that needs to end. It, right. People need to really start speaking up and this and we need to we can be the first generation to make the most significant dent in this to where people are scared to even engage in any type of acts like this that's kind of you know once we all wake up as a collective and understand the problem and are aware and go in and you know spread the awareness and fight this problem and you know people will think twice the, the marches and stuff it's got bad people thinking twice now you know? It does. It's and it's got. You know what? You're you're right. And they become more bold. It seems over the past several years. Whereas in you know before there were subtle things. I remember seeing um, some of these Disney cartoons or Disney drawings where there will be you know phallic symbols hidden within yeah. the the, the artwork or whatever. Yeah. Right. You know. The, so this is subliminal stuff. But it seems now that in in recent years. They're becoming more and more blatant about it. So you brought up briefly Netflix and the and the new film uh, film Cuties that they brought right, out, right. which completely normalizes the sexualization of young girls as uh, as young as age eleven, dancing around like like strippers. You know, I won't go into all the details of the film because I don't want to even promote it. Uh, right. I, you know, and a lot of people have canceled Netflix as a result of this. So these campaigns are having an impact, and we're having a financial impact upon these people, but also bringing. Um, awareness to this issue right. um you know you you actually you shared with me a video i don't know if you if you'd be all right with sharing it now but on comedy central they're like they're 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 normalizing uh child molestation and pedophilia right. uh, and doing it a, a comedy skit about it you, you want me to share that you want to yeah you can share it yeah go ahead they made it not me they wanted it to be seen so right. you know right. if comedy right. put it out it got approved this video clip was deleted due to a copyright dispute. The offending video clip was from a sketch comedy show featuring actors Sarah Silverman and Patton Oswalt. In the clip, Silverman, a concerned mother, approaches Oswalt, a pedophile, who is sitting in a van stalking children, and asks if he ever has weird thoughts about children. Oswalt notices a young boy walking by and says, Sign me up for that. The boy turns around, and he is disappointed by his looks, and then says, Butterface, and drives off. All right, so yeah. now on, on the surface, that might seem innocuous. It might seem just some harmless humor. But again, back to the point, they're normalizing pedophilic behavior. And, right. you know, they, oh, it's funny. Oh, guys in vans stalking kids. Ha, ha, ha. That's how it starts. Yeah. That's how it starts. It's it's comedy. If you think about it in that sense, um, it, it starts off as a joke. It's supposed to be funny. And that's how they trick people. Because if you're in a room with 20 people and the owner of the house tells a joke that has slight pedophilia to it and 19 people in the room laugh, odds are you're going to kind of be like, ha, 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 ha. You know, you're just really not going to probably think much of it because – 
it's just, oh, people, it's just a joke. But at the root of that, that's there's nothing funny about that at all in any way, shape, or form. So for people to make blatant jokes about it, it's just it's it seems like they're trying to condition us and get used to it more and more. Desensitize us. They can, yeah. And then they, by the time they, if they have it the way they want it, uh, you know, in by the time ten years from now, you know, the laws could really be changed and consent could really go down or. Who knows? There, who knows? But I think that making light of pedophilia in any way, shape, or form, there's definitely a problem with the root of that joke. Whether it be the person telling it, whether it be where they heard it from, whether it be where where they're going online to hear those jokes or whatever, uh, that's a problem that needs to not be. You know, like I said, it starts as funny, and then you get like ten comedies about it a little bit, and then you put out a a romance. You know, oh, there's a film about a teacher and his student and two male, you know, and they, oh, now it's, oh, they're in love. Now, now they start to transition into, into, um, you know, romance films. And then it's, that's how it starts. It's just slowly trickle it in, but start with comedy because comedy is funny. It's light. It's not supposed to be heavy. So if you tell a dark, heavy uh, joke, but you try to make light of it, you can trick the normal person into thinking that that's okay. And if Mm -hmm. you can do that to millions of people, because the television has a uh, habit of doing that, um, you know, it it really can um, enable what it does is it opens up that realm to a bunch of people who probably never would have thought about it like that. But now they're making jokes about pedophilia. And then someone really that they tell jokes to really is into pedophilia. And now it turns into a real thing. It's like, it can happen. That's, you know, that's how it's, that's kind of like you can, like I said, media can trick you into it. So that that's where we need to draw the line. And that's literally exactly what we're doing for stop kidding is we're drawing the line. It's like, enough is enough. Somebody needs to speak up. Somebody needs to do and say something. And that's us. That's our generation. That's us mm-hmm. right here, right now. And we are the we are the, you know, the gatekeepers. We are the future, and our babies are the future. And they don't deserve to live in that reality. Like I don't know if when I was a baby, the numbers were as high. It would be good to look into because I honestly never thought about it till now. But I have a feeling that it's gone up as the internet has become uh, greater since the mid '90s to what it is today. So. Sure. A lot of, you know, like, like uh, Blake Lively was saying, a lot of this stuff is being, uh, a lot of these photos and videos are being traded on the internet and it, all it does is it, it perpetuates this, that the, the normalcy of it, you know, and they use little, they use little codes and symbols to communicate with each other. You know, I, I don't know if a lot of people are aware of this, um, but like, for example, when I was doing research for a, a book I was writing on the subject, um, I found that there are certain symbols like a, a, a a little butterfly inside of a big butterfly right. is a symbol for female uh, pedophilia. Right, right. And, and then a woman yeah. on a girl child. Correct, correct. Right. Um, and then there's also uh, one for for men, which is um, it's like this kind of deconstructed triangle that makes a, a spiral. Yeah, and these are actually on the FBI website as well as established. Uh, not, not. I know you know that, but I'm just saying for the listeners that is like it is an established. 
uh, symbol that the FBI has identified as people that communicate uh, as pedophiles. Mm-hmm. They use these symbols and symbolism yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, and you see like a, a you know a little child inside of a, a bigger person or a heart, a little heart inside of a bigger heart. Yeah. So all of these are the like these secret codes and symbols. And, and I what my the point I'm getting at is that they're now using regular mediums, whether it's film or television um, or even music in some cases to to get this message out, to communicate with each other that, hey, it's okay to come out. We're coming out. Look, the laws are changing. You know, the things are loosening up. People are okay with this. And and so they're becoming more and more brazen and more and more brave. And that's where you're seeing. Um, and, and, and the, but as they are, we also are becoming more and more aware of it. And we look around and we see these images. Like I walked in I, to a uh, Nickelodeon studio for an audition once, and I, this is on sunset and they have these huge statues in the lobby of naked women. Now this is a kid's studio. This is where kids come to audition for these roles. And they, they had little plaques under it saying, oh, this used to be where they had burlesque shows and so on and so forth. Like trying to make it like, it's cool. Like it's normal. I'm like, no, it's not. You got little kids coming in here. You got statues right. of naked women. And, and I'm not talking like, you know, Michelangelo naked women. I'm talking like, you know, in sexual positions and sexually suggestive positions. Yeah. And and so they're they're like, in a sense, and this is kind of where I'd like to move on with this, is that they're grooming children to um, also to sexualize them and to get them sexualized right. at an early age. Now, I, I saw the other day you brought this up on, on, a, on a live stream on your Facebook page. And I'd like you to go into it a little bit more for our audience here. Um, exactly what that entails with whether it's sex education or, or some of these other books or films or whatever. So, you know, there's three levels to this whole, um, this whole, uh, idea of normalizing pedophilia. And, um, there's a couple, you know, there's a few, uh, points that definitely determine how this works. So, um, I say the first point is media. It's what we're talking about right now. It's normalizing jokes about children being raped and having sex with adults or stuff like that. Um, it's, you know, putting children, kissing adults, just you, we get it. Like you said, comedy, we went over it. That's the number one thing is media just trying to make this normal. Uh, I even posted on my Instagram last week, of this little boy saying, uh, you know, it's, it's a short film and he's telling this actress in the film that he would rather just stay home and F with her rather than uh, her take him to the pizza place. So, you know, it's really, yeah, it's really interesting, but media is definitely the number one weapon, the television. uh, That's how they literally, it's called programming. I know everybody knows that, but it's Mm -hmm. like, come on, it's right in front of us, you know? And the second thing is uh, the laws and the way that they have loosened up the laws a little bit i'm referencing sb 145 and um you know how uh we do need equal rights for every community but there's also a obligation that we have to protect the children and loosening up one law to make it more appropriate for another group of people uh still enables the destruction of a ton of lives without the um you know without the consequences of the way the rule was before. So it's media, it's the laws, and then it's also the indoctrination of our children. So uh, this is the worst, I think, part of this. Um, in, in the state of California, you cannot opt out of sex education 
um, and they're teaching kids as young as seven years old. So seven, eight, nine, ten, 10, uh, all the way up from seven to 10, depending on the school district, depending on the school, but they are teaching sex education. Now, um, you know, I didn't, I, I had a sex talk with my father when I was about 12, it's about to hit puberty naturally, like most, you know, but some children don't have their fathers around and stuff like that. So I do understand sex education, but that doesn't need to be a conversation until puberty has been reached and questions start being asked because it's not natural for a seven, eight, nine year old to ask questions about sex. So why are we teaching them? You got to really ask what is the root of us educating children on anal sex, oral sex, why are they learning about gay sex? Uh, you know, why are they learning about straight sex? Why are they learning about sex? That's ultimately the question here. And it is does seem to be part of a bigger picture. Like I was saying in the beginning, we're just so close to it that we haven't stepped back. So as you step back, you realize that media is painting this picture and trying to make pedophilia normal and okay, while the laws are beginning to loosen grip on these people, which puts less fear in somebody who is maybe a predator. And then you think about a seven, eight, nine-year-old, they're learning about masturbation. Now you're going to tell me that a seven-year-old boy isn't going to be introduced uh, to masturbation and him not go home and practice what he was just taught. There's an entire, there's a whole point. There's a reason they're doing it and it needs to stop. This needs to be like, I can't believe that it's not an option that you can't opt out of your child learning what you want them to learn in the time frame you want them to learn it. So, you know, um, it is, it is really, it's, it's wrong. It's wrong. What they're trying to do is activate our children's sex drives because you can ask anybody that's been molested or raped or had been sexually abused that when they're a child and you're sexually abused, your sex drive can only be activated one time. Once it's turned on, even as a child, you're going to question everything that has to do with your body, sex, your insecurities. You're already thinking of these things and you're seven, eight, you know, as young as a baby, as Blake Lively said, like, you know, it's, it's crazy. Like, and so once it's activated, this child is going to carry this burden. And I say burden because they're not ready for that. Their brain is not ready for that. Their body is not ready for that. And that is just, that's where we're at with it. They're trying to activate it consciously through or subconsciously through media, the laws. And it, you know, it's scary to think what would happen in 10 years if we teach seven, eight and nine year olds how to have sex, oral sex, they're going to be wanting to have sexual engagement with adults because mm -hmm they're going to eventually get to that point where they're like, well, I'm 12, 13, but now I want to try a 30 year old. That's not okay. That is disgusting. And that is wrong. And once, like I said, they're trying to molest the, the children's minds. That's ultimately what this is. Because if you can poison a child's brain and you can have them quite, you know, start to want to know more about themselves sexually, you're going to send this child off into a journey in a world of there no telling. There is no way to tell how that will end. This child could eventually get somebody pregnant young. They could eventually get pregnant themselves. They could be, be they become a target for sexual predators because they're willing. And that sounds like they're trying to normal by normalizing pedophilia. You're literally trying to normalize actual acts between children and adults. That's what. The, the truth is here and that 
has to stop that needs to stop that's unacceptable and i'm not saying that i right now in this moment can end that but by everybody being aware of what's happening and being having an organization and over time investing everything that we have into this we might make the connections one day to have that conversation to change what is actually happening but it starts with awareness that is the number one thing so you know people need to be monitoring what their children are watching they need to go to their teachers right tomorrow yesterday and just ask are you mandatory are you supposed to teach my child about sex education and you know they you got to find out it's a weird question but if you don't find out do you want a stranger introducing your child to sex no that is like i'm as a parent no never like that's never it and like i said once the brain is molested and once they are want feeling the the sexual energy coming through them they're going to act and it's going to set up an entire generation of chaos because children are not supposed to be used in any way sexually in any way shape or form they should not even be talking about it until they hit puberty and then when they talk about it they should be talking about it god you know god willing with a family member their parents somebody that they can trust and have an understanding but it's unfortunate mm-hmm. that not every child has that so well you know you're right and the well they're, they're doing it a lot differently today than they are back when i was in school and it wasn't that long ago that that i was in school in grade school and i remember I believe it was seventh grade. So, you know, you're talking about 12, 13 years old. Mm-hmm. But, there, you know, a basic sex education is talking about the sex organs of the male, the sex organs of the female, you know, how conception happens, this and that. But yeah. like you said, they're they're including you know, all kinds of things now about masturbation, about right. using, and, and you know, like, anal what sex. Kids, and What kid's not going to go home and learn that? And be like, really? Oh, I can touch myself and it feels good. That's what it says in the in the information. It's like, it feels good. You can make yourself feel good. It's like what human being isn't going to be like, I can make myself feel good, especially if you're a kid and you're so naive. And it's like, what happens when we have, I, it's sickening to even say, but seven and eight-year-old boys and girls masturbating regularly. It's just, um, it's, it's, it seems like it's not even real because it's so wrong. And anybody that has a soul knows it's wrong. So, you know, it's just like we this this is an issue. It's a very big issue. And parents need to know what's going on. I think I think, you know, not to get off topic here, but one of the silver linings to this COVID-19 crisis is what's called distance learning, where kids are having to attend class via the Internet, essentially. And and a lot of parents are at home because they're either unable to work because of the, the crisis, you know, they're unemployed or whatever. And so it gives a, an opportunity now for kids, or excuse me, for parents to look over the kid's shoulder to find sure. out what they're being taught. And I've seen videos in many cases where they're talking about things other than sexual education, where the parents are just like, what, what are you teaching my kids? You know, so it, it, it gives us an opportunity really to, right. to find out what's being taught to our kids. And you're right. I mean, even if this weren't being done online, you know, if, if, you know, if kids were back in school and regularly in school, parents do need to take a more active role in participating in, in the kids' 100%. education and what in the curriculum that they're being taught. Correct. So uh, statistic that we might want to look into as well is after COVID, are there more children that are being abused from being stuck inside or you know, not that all the children that go to school would be abused because of the sex education in a sense, it's true, but 
also I'm just kind of like thinking like, is it worse that all our children are inside? It might be better for the family to get to have eyes on and eyes and ears on it. But then you also think how many children were being abused that no longer can leave and go to school. And, you know, that's also like a really sad thing to think about. But that's also one of the numbers of this year that is new to human trafficking. People are, st- you know, people are stuck with their abusers. And that's, that's awful. But yeah, no, I'm, uh, I, I'm with you on a uh, on that. Yeah, you know, and it seems as if I mean, our, our legislators are complicit in this, and I'm I'm not sure exactly why that is. Uh, I'm not sure whom they're being influenced by, or if there is an outside influence. Um, I know a lot of in a lot of cases, you know, they they're lobbied by certain groups, or it could be a corporate interest or somebody that has some kind of financial interest in. Well, as in- we know, you know, there's the elites have their own network. It's um, at a certain point. Even in Hollywood, I'm not on any type of level I would really consider myself on. You know, I've never made a million dollars, nothing like that. I've had some cool breaks and some good stuff happen. But, you know, um, when even I have met certain people that know other people that know other people and there really is like a a circle of a level, you know, and then you start to get up into these levels. And I'm not saying that this is an organized thing. I'm just saying as a human being, like you start booking this act, and then you meet this actor on set, you become friends with him. He takes you to an event. Then you meet this other actress and you guys become friends. And, and then you're like, Oh, all these people kind of know each other. Cool. You know? And I can only imagine as more money is being tossed around and the bigger your name is, the smaller the circle becomes. So clearly we know that all of these people from, you know, um, different industries cross brand and work with each other and make each other money and obviously know each other and know Mm -hmm. dirt on each other and have probably sat back and thought it was funny at how none of us have even said anything and they've been making it a joke and doing it in front of us. And that's where we need to draw the line. So you're saying, you know, yeah. And I agree with you that it's perhaps like a semi-coordinated effort between the people in different right. positions it's of like power. A, if you're in a war, like I said, there's many parts to a combat. There's information. There's the people breaking in the ground floor and saving kids from tunnels. And there's this, you know, there's a group over here that is, you know, they f- spread awareness in this way. And, you know, everybody does their own part in this like type of war or whatever. And that's kind of the framework of any organization. So in my head, it sounds like that's an organization because there's just so much orchestration on the timing of the laws, on the timing of the films, on the on mm-hmm. a lot of things, you know, like it's it doesn't it's at this point, it doesn't seem coincidental. It seems like a plan to, you know, have our children engaging in sexual acts before they even are producing the right, you know, hormones, and, and, hormones for their yeah. system. Yeah. It's, right. It's Prepubescent. Cute. I mean, that's that, the movie, that's the movie cuties really, I think focuses on. Yeah, and, and I that, think that, that, that goes hand in hand with SB 145, which allows right. for uh, the sexual assault of a minor with it. That's within 10 years of the person assaulting them. So, um, you know, you're talking someone who's 21 could have sex with an 11 year old, right? And have to register, or it's a misdemeanor. And it's like, if that, you know, literally, when that passes, does it feel good to know that people that are predators are sitting home and are like, Oh, my God, yes, now I can prey on another child. It's like, that's the reality. Here. That's the, the green light. That's, They're given the green light legally. That's, exactly. That's the reality. And it's yeah. like, that is not okay. That yeah. is that is not okay. Not now, to be, at all. 
now to be fair for for SB 45, if people don't know a lot about this, what it was, it was a law that made it more equal for LGBTQ offenders. So the way the law was written initially, or uh, was that uh, heterosexual men had an advantage. So if they had oral copulation or vaginal intercourse with with a, a minor, um, the judge could take into consideration the age of the minor and um, and choose whether or not to require that person to register as a sex offender. Whereas um, people in the LGBTQ community did not were not afforded that same uh, differentiation. But right. what this law did was it now made it okay for someone to engage in whether it's anal sex or oral copulation or whatever else um, between same sex individuals. So these male or female or whatever. And so it made it it made it equal. So there's equal treatment under the law. And I don't think anybody would argue that equal treatment under law is is a bad thing. Okay. I think everybody deserves right. equal treatment. However, I think and a lot of people think that they amended this law in the wrong direction. Exactly. We should we should completely get rid of of the 10-year limitation between uh victim and, and perpetrator. I mean, right. at, at maximum, at maximum, we should talk about maybe two years. So if you're 18 yeah. years old and someone is 16, okay, I could see that. And if it's That's consensual, it. you know, but but yeah. anything outside of that is completely unacceptable. And I find it outrageous. What what they also did in this in this piece of legislation that a lot of people aren't aware of, and they actually removed this from the website. So you can't even see uh, what they did, but they struck out a bunch of language that required felony sex offenders to where GPS tracking devices, ankle, ankle bracelets, ankle monitors. Right. So, so, that, so, so now don't... they can stalk yeah. kids and they can go to parks, they can go to schools. And so it makes it even easier now for these people to prey upon children. And you got to ask yourself um, at some point, wh when do we stop and say, hey, wait a minute, there is a concerted effort here to give right. these people an advantage and to allow them to stalk and, and take advantage of our children. Right. And the only and honestly, like the main reason that it's even like, how is this not even a bigger deal than what it is? It's because so many people come home and sit down and turn on their TV and watch watch the news. And the news is specifically set up to dis to disassociate yourself from the idea of this truth, because if you once you do realize what's happening, like I said, it's the unraveling of of the whole big picture in itself you start to again step back and see it for what it is more and more but if you're letting the information be fed to you from you know mainstream media it's going to automatically uh you know send you uh make you see think that everything we're talking about is just not believable because it's so easy to be say oh these people are overreacting they turn and go oh you guys are overreacting because mm -hmm. it's, it's so easy. And at this point, so many people are comfortable believing in the lie. And that's where we're not going to believe in the lie anymore. We know that human trafficking is a problem. We know children are getting trafficked. We know that you're trying to have children want to get trafficked straight, like basically. Because once you have a little girl thinking she's sexy at 11 and there's a predator at, at, the, you know, at the restaurant or this or that, she's going to come on to him because he's already picking up on that energy and that vibe and it's and that's in in their perfect world right you know, you, you know yeah no you're 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 absolutely right and that's kind of scary is that that's what they're trying to do is they're trying to 
uh, and like you said, activate the sex drives of these young people and and make them the the uh, initiators of these engagements. Exactly. Now, what happens if we have fifty thousand eight year old girls running around trying to have sex with twenty eight, twenty five year old men? Right. You That's know, and you see these in these 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 pageants, these little beauty pageants where these kids get dressed up in all these provocative outfits and and with makeup on, and they do these little sexy dances where they're twerking or whatever. I mean, yeah. it's it's absolutely disgusting. And the parents actually, and the organizers of these events need to be held accountable, really, for, yeah. for child abuse. And yeah, and the pressure that they put on these children to perform at such a young age, that child is going to grow up with an expectation of performing. Do you see what I'm saying? Even the mm -hmm. words themselves are used the same. Oh, you're, she's a performer. She's a performer. So what happens if, you know, 10, 11 years old, she's, I'm a performer. And there's a grown man that says, oh, can you perform for me? Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm a great performer. Mm -hmm. She's talking sexually. She could maybe be thinking sexually, maybe not. But it's the same terminology. And that that to me is kind of strange because now she's conditioned. She's 13, 14 even, let's say, starts to have sex with her boyfriend. And she's like, oh, I can perform. Like a woman saying that she can perform sexually is a very grown thing to say. Like, uh, you know, you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s saying, say, using that terminology. Yeah. Planning that in a child's mind to be sexy, be a performer at seven years old, eight years old is just, it's not right. And we've seen time and time again, the problems and the trouble that all of these, you know, substance abuse, all of these things that come along with it, not feeling worthy. Oh, they're eight years old. They have 40 trophies in their room. And at 11 years old, nobody's paying attention to them. They know how to get people's attention. They're a girl. Mm -hmm. They start to, you know, it's. It's uh, it's 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 scary. It's scary, and you know, <clears throat> the only way that it'll change again is people being aware and understanding the depth of this. And as a parent, I can't imagine being a parent and feeling comfortable with my child being sexualized publicly because that's exactly what it is. I don't care what you say. If it's a room full of little girls, there's a couple dads in there. There's even a couple mothers who might have some feelings towards girls or women. Who are really enjoying it more than you know and that's not cool that's wrong and so yeah no i agree it's it's it needs to be called out it needs to be talked about and if they want to perform then keep them covered up more it doesn't shouldn't be about you know who's the prettiest who can walk and dance like this it should be like okay so there's a spelling bee section there's this section you know things that are make a woman feel empowered because her brain at the end of the day is going to give her more power than her looks ever could you know and we all know that and that's why yeah. women are amazing because they are beautiful on top of being powerful when they are aware of their energy and their spirit and they're knowledgeable so we need to stop making women seem like they're powerful based on how pretty they are, how good they twerk or the way they dance as children. And we need to start holding everybody, including women, like accountable for these mothers saying, hey, I want my daughter to be smart because that's where the power is at. I want, you know, th there can be a, like, maybe there's a makeup er where the girls do their own makeup and there's a makeup competition and it's cute and fun because it's all messed up, but not so old sexy and i'm trying to have all this crazy it's it's scary it creates an unreason an un, like an unreasonable expectation for the rest of this child's life you know right and, right and that's sad it's sad it's a too much pressure too You're much right you know the yeah with a recent some music that just came out uh who uh cardi b's song 
WAP, yeah, exactly. they want little know? girls rapping about their sexuality. Right. I mean, they, 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 we need to, we not like we, but we're men, but he, but like even the women, and I'm not telling women what to do because, like, you know, it's, I'm not, I, that's a slippery slope, but I'm just like, you know, um, we need to start as a society making beautiful, inte- making intelligence beautiful. Mm-hmm. That's what really needs to be the new thing is as parents is making intelligence beautiful because your looks are going to fade. We all know that. And, you know, yeah, if you have a beautiful child, it's you're proud to have a beautiful child. I'm proud to have a beautiful child, but my child's not going to grow up his whole life thinking that the way he looks is the key to life and that's what we glorify and media has glorified for years super skinny has to look hair perfect like this like that that's not realistic we need to get away from that and get into um you know making intelligence beautiful i agree you know uh you were bringing you brought up just a previous uh we were just talking about which made me think of a video one of the videos that we have here about um the the people that are are at the helm of this, whether it's their legislators or their judges. And, um, you know, we've got cases where there's extreme child abuse going on and judges are handing out four year sentences. Uh, there's this one video I want to bring up that you brought up to me that uh, I want to share yeah, with people here really quick. Yeah. Uh, but it's just, it's disturbing to think what happened in this case. So let's just take a look at that real quick. Okay. Oh, I don't think you can hear it. Okay. Hold on. It's okay. I can, uh, let me change the sound over. No worries. Yeah. So yeah. thank you for letting me know. So yeah. Let me, let me rewind back here. Um, no problem. And I want people to listen to the damage that he physically did to this child, not just obviously the situation of him penetration is already bad enough but it's worse based on the abuse that was actually inflicted on the child okay let's see if this works now let's see can you hear it no dang not yet okay i'm not sure why it's not all right it's well, okay well well what we'll do is we can just kind of share with uh the, the, the guest, what he's saying in the video. Um, and basically saying- this guy got four years. He um, sexually abused a baby girl and uh, he literally dislocated parts of her hips and he broke um, her femur. And like your femur is the, you know, obviously it's a baby femur, but still your femur is the strongest bone in the human body. So um, to, and baby to- bones are more pliable. Uh, right so the pressure you're really putting on it's it's really just disturbing all the way around but four years is like it's 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 unbelievable because i could go into a a target and still right now and probably get four years like it's just it's that's where things need to change this child and he asked for he got off on a deal and he even said that his life was changed because of everything that happened and all of the attention and stuff that's happened that his life is ruined. And it's like, for somebody, if you can't tell that that's like coming from a mentally ill person who's saying, Oh no, my life is ruined. You just ruined a child's life forever. 
you're going to get out of prison. You're going to probably forget that you did what you did. You're probably going to reoffend. Maybe you're healed and you're not going to reoffend, but that child's life is still completely destroyed. And the healing that that baby is going to have to do is something that you and I cannot even comprehend. So it's, it's not okay. And that's another part of our justice system that is just needs to be updated, needs to be, you know, and it seems like we're not, we're going the wrong direction again. And that's what's so frustrating is because you sit back and say, well, are they trying to enable kill children to get molested? Yes. Is it, like, it's, it up, seems, it seems based so. On, based on the, the concoction that's put together psychologically, that's what you're trying to do. You know, I, mean, you know, I think a lot of people would agree that that they should be getting, you know, sentences like 25 to life. Yeah, no, you know? I think that here's the thing is the system, you know, an eye for an eye, whatever, whatever. But if if I say an eye for an eye, you ruined a life, you get life like and, and at a certain point is if you're penetrating a baby to me, the death penalty should be. Uh, in the conversation i agree because why should we just spend so much money and energy for years of keeping this person and rehabilitating them when that child will never actually heal they can try they're going to get strength and grow into the most incredible human beings but the ptsd from that i can i would imagine would never ever go away that would sit on the soul even if you're a baby that would sit on the soul as you grew up do you think oh well there was a baby they won't remember yes they will they know something went wrong and they're going to carry that with them forever and that is that is a life sentence on that child therefore we should be talking about life sentences for these offenders i Pers agree personally i'm not no a hundred percent, man. And I think that well, maybe one of the one of the actions that we can take as a part of this movement, as we gain more, as you rather uh, gain more and more attention around this issue, is is just trying to make some le legislative changes at that level. And perhaps I can I can help you with that. I mean, I have some yeah, experience. It's take, what it's going to take, honestly, it's going to take time, but it's going to take people that are in those positions to step up to. To, they know that the thing is, is a lot of these people know that it's a problem, but the longer they shut up, the higher they move up in the rankings through these systems and through these organizations and through legislation and all of this. We know that people all the time get promotions for shutting their mouth and not telling on their bosses. We know that, but it's going to take somebody that's in that position to say, this is not right. We yeah. need to stop this. And they need to really, you know, and I, and I'm not saying that, you know, we as people need to actually physically put fear into these people. But the more everybody is aware, the more that people are going to move in the right direction and say, hey, that is wrong. You know, I have the ability to talk to so and so and see if we can get because someone like me, what am I going to go try to run for mayor or something like that? Like, I mean, at some point, I don't know. But as of right now, it's going to take the people that have a, you know, they, they just need to like look into the mirror and just, if they're comfortable going to sleep, knowing that they're working for people that are enabling pedophilia and molestation and abuse of children, it's one of them has to have their own awakening in a sense and say, Hey, this is wrong and we got to change it. And you know, that's, 
you know, the more people that know, again, the more people that are signing petitions, the more people that are calling our, our officials, the more people that are sending emails, the more people, you know, and it's going to become such a, it has to become the greatest problem and everybody talking about it at a certain point where everybody is sitting there saying to those people, what are you going to do about it now? Because we all know, and that's where it's at right now. We all need, we all have been awakening. And it just, as a collective, is is happening more and more and more. And the more questions that are being asked, the more information that is being taken in and the more information that's being drawn in, you connect your own dots and then you find out who's actually enabling this. And it's all of us waking up and saying, hey, this is wrong. And somebody in power having their own jurist, their own moment and understanding that they're part of something that is not benefiting society in the long run, but it's short-term benefit for them financially. And they need to step away from that. And they need to be real men and real women and real human beings and step up and speak for these children and actually take a, a charge on leading that in that direction. And I know they're scared because the enemy on their side is much bigger, I'm sure. But still, it's going to take, it just needs, people need to as the collective awakens, the big people that are able to make change, hopefully will speak up. And that's what, you know, we're hoping for uh, eventually is getting to know those people and have meetings with them and, you know, go about it the right way. And so everybody has equal opportunity and is equally charged in their own way, whether you're, you know, uh, LGBT, whether you're straight, whatever that is, it needs to be fair. But while it being fair for everybody, it should not ease up the, you know, the consequences on people who are openly molesting children or raping children. That's just not OK. No, absolutely. And, you know, you people can't have to understand that they can have an impact even at the at the one on one level with their state representative or their local city council person. I reached out to state senator Scott Wilk over this issue over SB 145. Right. And he and he actually got back to me and returned the that's email. Awesome. That's you know? great. And, and that's, like, that's a real thing. You know, like that's a real step. That's a real that's a real play. Like that's 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 actually doing something. And that's perfect that, you you know, I'm glad that you are doing that because I haven't done that myself, to be completely honest. But now that you have. All right. You know, now I got to send an email. We got to make this a thing like that's how it starts. You know, absolutely. You know, I, I also reached out to. Uh, the author of the bill, I never heard a response, uh, Scott Weiner, uh, right. who's a Democrat from San Francisco. Didn't right. get a response from him or his, um, her, or not his, uh, I want to say campaign manager, but his um, you know, like executive person that, that operates right. the office. Um, I also reached out to the governor of the state of California and expressed my discontent with the bill and encouraged him not to sign the bill, which unfortunately he did. Right. So, but there are ways that we can reach out and make our voices heard. And the more of us that reach out, the more of us that say, no, this is not, this is not okay. That they're going to have to pay attention to us eventually. And they're going to have to start changing these laws. And what I did come to learn is that, is that um, my, my state Senator is a Republican and the, the person who crafted or drafted this bill Scott Weiner is a Democrat. And I went to go look at the voting record of who voted on the, this amendment, SB 145, and it went straight down party lines. So on one side, you had the Democrats. They all were in favor of it. The other side, you had the Republicans who were all against it. Now, I'm not trying to politicize this thing, right. but 
what I'm what I'm I'm beginning to see a pattern here is that um, it seems like the the Democrat Party does not have the, the the interests of children in mind when these types of laws are passed, whereas it seems like the more conservative Republican types tend to. Right now, um, what I got to say is that you know we can also vote um, to to change that. Now I'm not saying that you have to vote Republican, but right. uh, but consider not voting Democrat in this next election, whether that's for president or state or your state representative or even your city council person. Right. The thing is, seeing- is that there's you know the thing is is that there's people working for this whole entire system on every side from every party and that's where I'm not saying every single person's involved I'm just saying that there are guilty people on both sides of the you know of the uh of both sides of the playing field and you know that's um there's a lot of shaking hands that's going on between the left and the right still and things that we don't know but um you know i uh, i definitely feel what you're saying as far as like um everybody kind of supporting the same cause being from the same pe- team and you know i mean that's kind of what they've always done everybody's always done you know they have to support their party and stuff like that but we are seeing you know Um, clearly that like the rules in our state of California, as far as like sexual education, they're not having that level of sexual education taught or at all to elementary school kids um, in other places in our country. It is here. So yes, it is true. It's like, look at who is run. You have to look at who's running it. What's the problem? Okay. This is the problem. Okay. So who's approving this? Oh, this district. Okay. That district, who's their person. And you go down the line and you realize that, yeah, they are all part. They're all on the same team. They're all part of the same uh, ideology and stuff like that. And that's where it just comes down to being like, what's right and what's wrong. That's where I'm like, if you're from the left and you're destroying us with this type of content being fed to our children, that is wrong. If you're a Republican and you're trying to feed this type of content to these children in this state, that is wrong. So like, you know, as much as I do understand what you're saying and you are 100% right as far as the team backing the, the, the state and letting these bills pass. And these are friends, they're friends with each other. We know that everybody in that area is friends with each other, left, right, you know, not, not, you know, I'm sure some cross, but they stay on their side mostly, but yeah, it's just the, that there's there's a problem with normalizing it and the people on this side currently are the ones in charge and under their reign it is becoming normal and that's not right that is wrong and that definitely needs to that's why you know you said you wrote the governor you sending emails like we need to send them by the hundred millions you know what i mean like that's kind of where we need to go with it and like i said like i don't care where you're at there's right and there's wrong and this mm-hmm. is completely wrong and whether you're republican or democratic and in this case it's democratic you're wrong this is not okay and we need to d- step back and just like i said look at this as a parent as a family person drop your labels is this right to teach seven-year-olds masturbation and anal sex or is it wrong to teach seven-year-olds about masturbation anal sex it's very clear to see what's right and what's wrong and this wrong so that's you know ultimately why we do need to take a stand and email and mail and call and let all of these people know hey we're here and we're not about that and you don't make the you do make the decisions for us but you're not speaking for us and that's what you you went into office and you swore in that you would do it for the people 
So mm-hmm. do it for the people. So if we, the people come as a collective and we really do start sending those in, that information out and getting together and holding huge protests and huge demonstrations, they can't, they have to listen. Sure. You know, whether, whether mainstream media covered us at CNN, there's 10,000 cars that passed us that day. That's media. You know what I mean? That's still a sense of media. That's not mainstream media and it's bullshit, but still it's, but, it's media in a form and we are getting some form of coverage. Look, you obviously are. I mean, I'm talking about social media. We've become the media. We become the news because exactly. look at, look at what you've done with, with a simple hashtag, save our children. You've gotten this message out around the globe yeah. to millions and millions of people in hundreds of cities. All right. So right. that that right there shows you that we have the power that we don't necessarily need to rely upon the the old school media to get this message out there and to make some moves. Now, I think I think we can utilize that um, that momentum and get together maybe a, a, a petition or something that we can send to our state legislators and, and get somebody to sponsor a bill to craft this legislation, you know, the Child Protection Act or something along these lines right, right. to where to where we speak up and say, these are the these are the bullet points that we want addressed and right. and we make a law. Answers. We want answers. We want we want to know even as you know, as far as them being like, oh, well, maybe we'll think about this. It's like, are you really not even thinking about it to begin with? Clearly you're not and it, but they are They're, you know, it seems like they're not, but they are. And that's where it sits back and you go, well, is this a plan then? Because there's no other way to explain it. It's like, a, it's a plan. It's a plan. Like, you know what I mean? So another thing is obviously, like you said, just getting those people voting and going in and voting in your right community reps. That's where it starts too. whether I want to encourage everybody, whether they're Democratic, Republican, uh, you know, independent, what Green Party, whatever you may be, it's like look into the person themselves. Who cares what they're repping? Look into that human being themselves. And, you know, the thing is that we're going to get to a point where I think realness is about to start hitting more in the next, you know, elections in the future, not even this one, but just future elections. People are going to start wanting real, wanting a real person giving real shit, not. We all see these politicians give speeches and there's this sense of fake a facade and we know Mm. it. We all know it because Mm. they're holding themselves in this way. That's okay. Like there, I get it. You're giving a speech. You want to be proper. You want to, but it's just like, it's the same feeling everywhere. And the thing is, is when you go to certain, like I've met a major major is this guy that's running for uh, mayor, I believe in uh, Los Angeles. And I've heard him speak and he's a smart dude. He knows what he's talking about. He wants to, you know, he knows these laws are wrong. He's like, I'm trying to get in there and I'm trying to change it. Great. Let's talk about it. Like, that's what we need to do. And it sucks that we can't just, hey, this needs to end tomorrow. And they pull all of the educational material on it and end it. This is going to be a fight because they want it to happen. So, you know, yeah. it, it, it is really getting those people in in the right way. And, you know, um, you know, heart to heart, seeing what their plans are and what they want to do. But it's hard because, as we know, a lot of those people in legislation have been lying, do lie, always lie, don't really tell us everything. And that's where we're going to get away after this election from that facade. And I feel like the more real that somebody's going to be, the better chances they're going to have now because, you know, us as a society and a collective are waking up and realizing 
hey, this has been kind of BS and and this is actually the truth and these are the problems. And like you said, we become the news, we spread information and we start to realize what the real issues are and what the real news is. Yeah. And, you know, you're you're absolutely right. And I think a lot of people, too, um, there's so much information out there. There's so many people coming at people from so many different angles. And I think there's a lot of there's a lot of disinformation. There's a lot of misinformation out there. Um, when I first came across you, I saw that there was this disinformation campaign going around trying to discredit you, trying to break you down, trying to say that you're, you know, you're kind of controlled opposition. You're part of the, the right, right. Media network. I mean, do, would you like to kind of touch on that a little bit? Maybe clarify yeah. people exactly what's up? Um, so to be honest, um, as like a DJ, rapper, uh, actor, musician, whatever, um, I grew up in Hollywood. I've been here forever playing shows. Uh, throwing events, throwing underground parties, warehouse parties, everything you could imagine as far as like the Hollywood DJ music scene goes. So um, I would say about 10 to like seven years ago, there was a gap where um, I branded myself with pizza. Like I straight up put everything I posted had to do with pizza. Like it was just funny. Like I made it my thing. This is before Miley and all of that. And, you know, everybody knew me as like, oh, Scotty the Kid. I, I have like, you know, dinosaurs, pizza, spaceships, like cool aliens, like cool stuff. That was my style. Like, and even in LA, like it was a very hipster thing to be into. I, it's funny to say hipster like that, but, uh, but yeah, no, just being into like, but um, me being like, I've always been a punk, you know what I mean? I'm gonna be honest. I'm a rapper. Like I've always been like very high energy party boy. That's been my whole thing, you know? So some of my jokes, you know, may have been sexual references towards pizza, but as a 21 year old, you think that's funny. Like to me, I didn't care. I'm like a 21 year old kid. And this is might... well, and this is well before Pizzagate. And for, right, for right. our this listeners is... and viewers that don't know, Pizzagate was this this thing that came out a couple years ago where they they allegedly uncovered an underground network of child trafficking that was going on out of this pizza place called Ping Pong Pizza in Washington D.C. I believe, right. and they were tying it into the Clintons and so on and so forth. So just to kind right. of bring everybody up to speed on that now, totally. but, but but being that even years and years before that, yeah. you had things on your Instagram like, oh, two pieces of pizza, I'm gonna have a threesome, and people yeah. went back to that. And saw right. that and we're like, oh, look, see, he's the part of the he's, he's right, part right. of the problem. He's promoting it. Exactly. And you know what? Like, I have a ton of tattoos all over my body. I have like aliens, like I said, spaceships. Um, I have all kinds of crazy cool stuff. Like, if I want it, I get it. And so I have a, a piece of pizza tattooed with bat wings. And it's inspired from the art from a show that I grew up watching called uh, Real Monsters. I don't know if you remember Real Monsters. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, I took a reference of a pizza that was like had bat wings from there and I put it on the back of my leg and I thought it was dope and it was hilarious and cool. So I got it. Like I loved it. You know, it's funny. Like my tattoos are my story. You know, it's every when I parts of my journey, I put ink on me. So, you know, um, in the defense of the people, you know, that were digging and going through, I get it. Some of it was inappropriate. And and like again, it's hard to apologize for 21-year-old me because like I'm a parent now. I've, you know, I'm I'm trying I've changed my life and I'm trying to help bring awareness to this whole entire movement. And naturally people are gonna dig into me and you know, they thought I was a shill. They thought I was setting up um, 
you know, the protests and rallies and stuff, they thought were going to be a false flag that I was working for the opposition, that I was part of Pizzagate. And I was like, look, you guys, like, honestly, if I was part of Pizzagate, we're talking about elites here. You know what I mean? I'm no elite in any way, shape or form. I'm working a full time job currently. Like you can tell, uh, you know, I don't I'm just, I'm not, you know, for their in their defense, they don't know me. So I, I get it. And yeah, some of the things may have been sexually inappropriate and references to pizza being a penis or a vagina or stuff like that. Because at 21 years old, again, I was a punk. All of my stuff was around pizza. My merchandise was a slice of pizza with a 40 in it, a skateboard, a shoe, a blunt as like toppings on the pizza. So, you know, kids would come to my shows early. I'd be like the first 20 kids in line, get free pizza. My manager would go order pizzas. We'd go on tour. We'd stop and get five. He'd get the five dollar hot and ready. As we'd go to the parking lot, we give all the kids a bunch of pizza. You know, fans, older people, younger people, just just cool people, just that are into music and like to hear live music. And so, you know, I made it my brand. That was my thing. I had shoes that were pizza, socks, shirts, everything. And then Miley started branding it, and I was like, okay, I don't really want to. I don't want to look like I'm copying her because she's way. She's got a huge, huge following, and I, everyone's gonna think I'm copying her. So I stopped yeah. doing pizza, and then. You know, um, people, like I said, they dug and some like, again, in their defense, I kind of get it. If I didn't know me, you just see this like kid out of nowhere, just kind of like be like the leader of this movement. But, you know, uh, I, I just, you know, my partner said, dude, as time goes on, you're still going to be doing this and their lies will just sit with those people, you know, yeah. they're going to be trying to just drag you down but i tell people i'm like the more you try to drag me down you're trying to slow down the process of helping children so right. you know it, it is what it is though it comes with the territory if you're going to stand up for something people are going to dig people are going to look into you and you know again I, i've been a rock star kid my whole life party dude toured you know amsterdam and austria and spain djing and all this stuff so you know i've and and i have been and if i've ever been a sexual person believe me it's been with uh adult women fully adult like you know so um sure. that yeah so it but again people will always talk drama they you know drama people like drama but um we're doing nothing but positive things over here for kids and you know bringing the awareness and a part of me had to be in hollywood as deep as i am and and have been to kind of have the voice that I have at all. Because, you know, DJing, acting, modeling kind of gave me my own little platform. And had I not had that, and I, you know, I try to lead the children's marches, there's not really an audience there, but I have an audience. My audience is, you know, some of them fell off because they're like, whoa, this is deep. I don't want to hear about this. Well, you know what? This is a real problem. And if you don't want to, if you don't like it, then unfollow me because, you know, I know it's hard stuff to look at. But whether you like it or not, the word is spreading and you're going to hear about it more and more. And it sucks. It's an awful reality, but we are here to change it. Yeah. Well, that's and that's I think that's the thing that people need to understand is that your actions speak way louder than any any words or any posts that you've made. In the right. Past. And I'm not going to lie. I was pretty like put off in the beginning with it. I was just like, wow, like how could people really think? Like you got, you know, I'm getting like hundreds of messages. You're such a pedophile. You're a pedophile shill. And I'm like, dude, like any human being you're like in the beginning, I was like, oh, this is like really frustrating. Cause I'm like, this is like the complete opposite of what my soul actually is and who I am. Yeah, and that's what hurt, dude. 
yeah, it kind of feels like you're like, dude, like, I don't have to do this at all. I didn't have to bring any attention to myself in any way at all. I could have just shut my mouth and just kept being like, you know, waiting for the next gig and just writing music and stuff like that. And I am, and currently I am still writing music, but you know, I, I, uh, I was just like, yo, like there's a problem and I want to talk about it. So, so I didn't even have to put myself, I let, you know, I got, I prayed about it and you know, God was basically like, look, they crucified me. They're not going to crucify you. They're going to say what they want to say, but their words can never hold weight in your reality. So don't even think twice about it. Let it roll off of you like water. Keep moving. Keep moving and stay focused. I'm like, all right. So I stopped responding to the messages. I stopped responding to the comments. I just put it aside. I said, you know what? I'm just going to focus. I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do, follow his will, and just do, you know, be a positive light and enforce man and and those dot lies will die with those people and it is what it is but at the end of the day i kind of like that those people might check back in on me in a few years and be like wow this guy's really created this whole entire movement and he's helped like a lot of children and you know this and that we're gonna have a documentary and different stories and success stories at sure. that point and and that's where even at some point i would love for that person to come in and join the movement at, even at that point i don't care if they hated me at any point we need as many people to volunteer and raise awareness to this problem as possible as much as possible yeah and, you be, and like you said you become kind of a lightning rod where uh people are going to throw bad things at you but you just mentioned that you know you you have this you know you you, you kind of hear from you listen to god you can hear him in your heart and i remember when i first met you that was one of the first things that that really struck me about you was that you said that 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 this was something that like god like told you right you gotta, yeah. you gotta oh, do this. I, I straight up like honestly like not to go too deep into it because i know but um i i had a i've basically been like an atheist the last 10 years of my life and um you know just believed in the universe and the universal power and you know um just i didn't like the idea of putting a label on a uh, god or allah or buddha or any of that you know and um in my own way i had this last summer i had a moment where god kind of revealed himself to me in a way of being like that eternal energy that you've been knowing about has yeah. me the entire time and you just didn't want to accept it for some reason but i'm telling you that it's me and i'm here and that god is like you know that's the ultimate source and that's and and i believe to a certain extent it's all of the gods like tied into one you know and and that's god that's the the alpha the omega the all being the all seeing that everywhere at all moments you know our whole realm of everything and so I, you know, I meditate a lot and I just realized, oh, my meditation is my prayer. That information that I've been taking in from this universal source is actually God. And I just was like trying to shut myself off to it for so long because I just didn't believe in the materialization of everything. But as revelations have come to light in the last year, you know, my great, 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 uh, my great, great grandmother told me, um, you know, before I was a baby, like a really young kid, she said, when they make it illegal for you to go to church, she says, that's the end of, that's the end. The end is near. And I was like, illegal to go to church? How yeah. is that even, there's no way it's going to be illegal to ever go, especially as a Christian in the United right. States. And then today I see a video of them arresting people gathering for church. So yeah. as that happened, I realized that there definitely is a presence in a dark power. So if there's a presence of a dark power here, 
then there has to be a presence of the light. And, you know, this whole time, like I, like I finally stopped and I finally surrendered. That's what it was. I kept putting up my wall and no, 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 no. I'm gonna believe what I want to believe. I'm gonna believe what I believe. And for one moment, then like God spoke to me, was like, just put that down for one minute. Let me talk to you. And I, and I, and I, and I became vulnerable and I did, and I let it down. I'm like, all right, I'm listening. And then when I was like, I'm listening, he's like, all right, here you go. And I had this just download of like, yo, you got to stand up. You got to, you got to speak up for the kids, you know? So I had that. It was clear as day. That it was pretty simple. It was like, go out there, hold a sign, say something, do something. You have a voice, use it. And I thought, but I don't really know where to begin. He's like, yes, you do. Go do it. Trust me. And I said, all right, all right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do, I don't know who's going to come. I don't know who's going to show up. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And I'm going to try to speak for these people and be a voice and you know, and that's really what led. And then at, from that moment on, I really kind of just surrendered my entire belief system to God because I was like, yo, there's no way I'm getting just such an like an astronomically clear message to my soul as the moment I put that down. And I accepted and, that his, you know, hearing that and want in part, part me playing a role in his will and on his mission. And that's where I said, you know what? I'm the right person for it. My heart's in a good place. I would never hurt a child. I would never take a dollar over somebody to, to, to benefit me, to hurt somebody in any way, even if it's a little way, you know, it's, I've never been okay with hurting anybody. I'm a, you know, I enjoy being happy. I enjoy showing people love and gratitude and being positive to everybody around me. So, you know, that's just in my nature. So God was like, yo, like, seriously, though, like, just listen to me and everything will be so easy. So everyone's like, oh, you put together 240 cities. It was easy. And it's weird to say that it's easy, but it was easy. It was literally like, it was like, use your profile as a forum. Okay, boom. So I thought about it like that. And I did. And then people started hitting and it was easy. I was getting flyers sent to me every day from a different city, from somebody that I taught, sent them information on how to organize. And people, oh, I'm scared. I don't want to organize. Great. Go put a sign on a freeway. So like we got, we got everybody from the streets to the internet to real life, really making these moves, you know? And, um, and I just, it's been unfolding so easily. Like when I went to New York, I thought when I land, I'm going to have to get signs made within like a day and a half before I left to New York, uh, a guy hits me up, DMs me. Hey, man, I make signs. I'm in New York City. Hmm. You want me to make any signs for you? I'm like, bro, like his name's his name's Alex Rodriguez. Nice guy. And I'm like, bro, that's crazy. You would even ask me. I was like, I was literally thinking, yo, I'm going to have to land. And God's like, yo, I got you. I told right. you. I'm like, yo, this is nuts. So then he makes me like quality, beautiful, like six, like five signs in a banner drops it off to where I'm staying in New York is like, yo, bro, I wanted to meet you. Like, dude, I want to do my part. I can't go to the March, but I could do this. And I'm like, dude, thank you so much. Like just like clockwork, it's been easy. And I'm like, dang, nothing I've ever done has been this easy. How is it this easy? It's like, because this is not my, it is my mission, but ultimately it's the bigger, it's the will and it's, and it must be and, done. And I'm the person that's supposed to do it. And so and here I'm on to it. Yeah, I'm just trying to, you know, and, and people have all day thanked me. Yo, Scotty, thank you so much. You have no idea. I say, yo, honestly, I appreciate it. But I'm just like, I'm I'm the messenger, dude. Like, don't thank me. Go pray. Go send your thanks to the person that really, to the 
to God, go send the, that energy to that person. Thank you. I appreciate it. But really go show all that love to, to the creator because that's the person that's running the show and I'm just following and that's it, you know? And, and uh, again, I had to be deep in Hollywood to really even have the voice that I have and I'm using it for the right thing now. So, you know, that's, that's, that's what we're doing over here. That's awesome. I believe, man, nothing, nothing happens by accident. And you were put in that position to both have the influence, but also to have the, the inside look at, at what's going on uh, in Hollywood and amongst some of these elites. And so you, you, I believe, you know, God and, and the universe put you in that position. Right. And, and now, you know, you're fulfilling part of your mission here on earth. And I think we all have a little bit of a, a mission and something to accomplish. I think a lot of us are here for um, one reason or another, and, and this is a very important and very trying time that we're all going through, but it's, 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 it gives me great, it makes my heart a lot lighter knowing that, you know, what you just told me um, makes me feel like I'm not alone because I felt that too for a long time that I've got something to do. You know, I, that God was kind of speaking to me, but it's hard to talk about that with, without people thinking, Oh, you, you know, you're crazy or you're religious or whatever like that, but dude, right. it's real. It's legit. And I've experienced it. So I know exactly what you're talking about, man. So yeah. And I, this is like, it's um, and, and it's so peaceful that it can't be from anywhere else. You right. know what I mean? Like you the, recognize it. Right. And your heart, it just becomes fulfilled. And I, and my heart was like, you know, like I even, it was crazy because I had this while I was marching on the second March or the first March, I had like this sensation around my skull and I, I couldn't explain it. And I just was feeling everybody's energy and I had the chills and I'm like, this is awesome. And this girl walks up to me. Right. And she's like, Scotty, what's up? And I'm like, never met her. But, you know, I connected with her online before and we talked or whatever. And I didn't realize it was her. She's like, yo, Scotty, it's so and so. I was like, oh, what's up, dude? Uh, she's like, how are you? How's your energy? She's like a Reiki, a Reiki type healer person. She's like, oh, your energy is so like on right now. And I was like, yeah, I feel it. Like you feel it. I was like, I actually have this sensation around my skull right now. And she's like, bro, that's your crown. And I was like, She's like, God's got, God is your crown. He put your crown on you. And I was like, like, it like had me like, <laughs> like what? I was like, cause it does low key feel like that. Yeah. Nice. nice. Like beaming. Like I was like, dude, we're saying that was amazing. I was like, that is so dope. So yeah, man, I just, you know, I'm listening and it feels good to listen and share the light. And so I'm just doing that. You know what I mean? Awesome. But dude, before we wrap things up here, um, why don't you let people know about your upcoming event about drawing the line and and where they can find out more about uh, about stop kidding and and you and your organization. Yeah, so you guys can go to stopkidding.org. Um, it's an organization, obviously, that I've been talking about through this chat as a awareness campaign. Um, to just spread awareness on human trafficking, sex trafficking, child endangerment, um, any child abused in any way, shape or form. This is what this mission is. It's to spread awareness on that. Um, you know, our first uh, March, we, uh, you know, we had about 600 people come out. Um, we stormed CNN. Uh, you know, our message was heard. LAPD marched with us to the side of us. They kept us safe. You know, they came up to me and said, Hey, are you the leader of this group? I said, yeah, we're just, you know, spreading awareness. They said, cool. We, you know, you're doing a good job keeping it out of the street or just taking up that first lane. We all have kids. We love what you're doing. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. So that was the first March. The second March, we went to New York, Washington Square Park. Uh, that one probably had about 60 people. And then it grew because then we did the one on um, August 22nd. 
which was the one that was the big one uh, that we did worldwide, uh, over 240 cities. Um, joined in on that one. That was our third March. Uh, the one in Los Angeles that we had on that date had over uh, 15 to 1600 people. So that was a really huge one. Um, and then this next one, we're doing more of a demonstration. It's partly in March, but it's part demonstration. And I say that because what we're going to do is have everybody meet at the bottom of this Netflix building mm -hmm. on October 10th at 10 a.m. And we're going to meet as a group. And what I what I do is I have 40 volunteers to hold down each block of people. And what we're going to do is we're going to have the um, you know elderly people, older people, and families stay in the beginning. And at around 10, 30, 11, we're going to begin our march down Sunset Boulevard. While we're marching, we're leaving people behind and creating a line of people. So the whole mm -hmm. idea is we're figuratively and literally drawing the line through Hollywood because enough is enough. It's time to draw the line. So we're drawing the line. We're going to have people lined up from Van Ness and Sunset in front of the Netflix building all the way past CNN, past Highland, to, to La Brea, hopefully, maybe even further. And we're going to encourage everybody to have their signs. We're going to line everybody up. And then I have communication with my volunteers. And once the line is fully expanded, we're going to have everybody hold it down for one hour, holding signs. They're going to have red face paint, the handprint over their mouth to represent the children that have been silenced. And we're going to be holding signs. We have our volunteers are, are going to be you know, helping keep everybody safe between crosswalks. We're not going to have anybody in the crosswalks. We're doing this legally. We're doing it correct. And we're also keeping everybody safe because if everybody's spread out, there cannot be any infiltration, you know? So, and that's the thing is I, there's children at these events. There's elderly people at these events. We want to keep everybody safe, but the demonstration is going to be, I believe, uh, really impactful as thousands of cars are driving up and down Sunset Boulevard. There's going to be 2,000 people to 3,000 people holding signs that say it's time to draw the line, stop kidding, human trafficking, sex trafficking, and child endangerment, raising awareness. We are standing billboards for at least a mile long, and we are drawing the line through Hollywood, and it is time. And that's what Stop Kidding is all about. It's about awareness, um, letting people know the problems from every angle, not just you know, kids are getting trafficked. Yeah, there are, but there's kids are also being used as slaves, maybe not sexually, but just, re but just for work. The children are being used for this, that, like it's any child that's in any form of danger. We're trying to help and raise awareness to that problem. And the more of us that know, and then the, the sooner we can end this, this problem. So that's what Stop Kidding is about. You can follow us at Stop, uh, our Instagram is stopkidding.org, S-T-O-P-K-I-D-D-I-N-G, org and then my handle is uh, obviously scotty the kid right there so um yeah no so that's what the organization's all about please feel free to hit our site and sign up as a volunteer a demonstrator a protester an organizer like the, there's some you can do something you can mm -hmm. do something you have a voice you get to wake up every day and have the privilege to live in america and have the right to go outside and make the choices on what do i want to eat what do i want to drink where do i want to go that is a privilege we are so lucky to have that, and these children do not. So it, it is on us to, to do something about it, to raise awareness, and to not be scared to make people feel uncomfortable about this scenario. Because if it's not going to, if people want to ignore this, you can ignore it, but your grandkids or your kids or someone's friends of yours, kids or something, somewhere down the line, someone's going to get hurt, taken, stolen, used, abused, and it could be avoided 
if we all know that there is a problem and we do know that there is a problem, which is what Stop Kidding is all about, raising awareness and eventually getting to the point where we can actually make a difference in these children's lives for real. But it's going to take time for us to develop those relationships and for us to hold demonstrations that get us that sort of attention and be able to collaborate with people that are wanting to change the world for the better. Great. That's that's beautiful, Scotty. Man, it's been such a pleasure having you on the show. And um, I'm so glad that that, you know, we're getting the helping you get that message out there because this is a really yeah. important message that people need to know, man. So um looking forward to the event next Sunday. That's again October fourth. Or no, no, it's Saturday, October Saturday. 10th. October. Saturday, October tenth. My yes. bad. No, you're good. Ten ten. Ten ten. That's an easy way to remember it, folks. Ten ten at ten AM. Yes, sir. All right, good. That's easy to remember. So uh, hopefully we're going to see all of you guys out there, everyone that's watching that, uh, that's in the Los Angeles area. And uh, hopefully you can do your own demonstrations. Yeah, the country. Like, I want like I want everybody that comes like I want to meet. We're going to all do this together. Like I'm there on the ground, like setting this up with y'all. Like it's, you know, I'm we're real people doing real things. The internet has a lot of people clouded up living in this other reality that isn't real. This is real. This is the real problem and be a part of a real solution and come and demonstrate with us on October 10th. Awesome. Looking forward to it. And I will see you there, brother. That is for sure, man. Thank you. Thank you. All I right. appreciate it. Much love. Thank you so much. Dude, take care. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Have All a right. great day. I'll see you later, you too, man. brother. All right. Bye-bye. Oh, wow. What a great guy, man. That, um, Scotty the kid, boy, putting himself out there like that. And you got to give him just all kinds of credit for uh, really taking the the horse by the reins and making this thing happen. Because it's not an easy thing to do to build an organization, a grassroots organization from the ground up. I know I've had personal experience doing it. And it's not an easy task, especially when you work in a full-time job and taking care of a child. So a lot of credit to Scotty. So... Uh, again, that event is drawing the line. That's October 10th at 10 a.m. in front of the Netflix building on Sunset Boulevard in Hollywood, California. So remember, 10, 10 at 10 a.m. And come out and join us if you're able to. Or, and if you're not in the Los Angeles area, hold up a sign in your community and make a difference as well. So that is our show for today, folks. Um, I uh, Again, I, I want to thank everybody for really taking the time and tuning in and watching what we're doing here at free America. Um, you know, it's, it's not an easy thing to do, but we do do the best that we can. And again, if you'd like to help us out, um, head on over to patreon.com slash free America podcast and show us a little love. If you like what we're doing over here, you can also find this episode and others where you listen to podcasts especially at Apple Podcasts. We'd really like you to go and check that out if you can, because if we get enough likes and follows on Apple Podcasts, they'll boost us up in the ratings and we'll get to even more people. So you can help us do that by going there and giving us uh, five stars if you like, if you like what we're doing over here and leave a, a kind word if you are so inclined. Also, be sure to stop by our website, freeamericapodcast.com and subscribe where you'll find this episode and others along with special reports from out in the field, like from the Save Our Children March that's going on in Hollywood. We'll be there reporting, um, as well as uh, news articles and, and issues that are not often discussed in the mainstream media. So 
Well, for now and the foreseeable future, I'm Nick Yaya. And remember, this November, you don't have to vote Republican. But for the love of God, please don't vote Democrat. Good night, everybody.